you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 281 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, the A's finally beat the Mariners 6-3. to I was at that game, so I'm going to go over the game, go over my experience at the game and what it was like to go see baseball again. Also, I got I got a foul ball. Uh, so I'll tell you that entire story because that, uh, that was interesting. I did not deserve that ball, but thank you to... Uh, uh, everybody who let me get that. And then uh, in the final segment here, I'm going to be going over the A's and Angels series preview. Shohei Otani on the mound tonight for the Los Angeles Angels. So uh, it'll be fun to see Shohei Otani pitch. Hopefully not well, but we'll see him pitch. So that'll be a good, good time. But before I get into any of that stuff, today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me on Friday at game time. We're going to be talking about the Alex Cobb-Sean Manaya matchup on Friday night as it's happening. So uh, make sure to download the app and uh, join the conversation because Locker Room is changing the way we talk sports. Also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into the A's 6-3 domination for a while of the Seattle Mariners. Uh, they, they won 6-3. They are now 29-22 and 22 on the season. Uh, the A's won. The Astros won. So they're a game up on the Astros. I got some Astros notes here for you in just a couple of minutes as well because uh they're going to be getting better so uh keep keep your rear view mirrors uh fixated uh, on the Houston Astros right now but uh this win for the A's snapped the A's three game losing streak so that's always good you don't like losing streaks so winning streaks I prefer those so much more but the star of the game had to be James Caprillion because uh sitting in that game in the in the <laughs> Hot, hot sun. Um, it was. It wasn't that hot. It was actually a very nice day for the weather. I'll get into that later. But uh, he was fantastic. He went seven innings, gave up two hits, no earned runs. He walked two, struck out four, and it just felt like there was never anybody on base with James Caprillion pitching. Partially because uh, he didn't allow a hit, or he he allowed a walk in the bottom of the third. And by the, by the end of the second, I was like, Hey, is he gonna pitch a perfect game? Am I gonna be here for a perfect game? That'd be so much fun. And then he gave it up in the third, but it didn't matter. I was very, very excited because he dominated this entire game, seven shutout innings. And, you know, people have been saying, Hey, is he going to be in the rotation long-term? Uh, I said, you know, earlier this week when they were talking about Jesus Luzardo and AJ Puck, both potentially coming back. Uh, I was like, where are we going to fit them? I don't know. Cause you don't want to take James Caprillion out of this rotation. And then he goes out and goes seven shutout innings. And I'm like, yeah, you can't take James Caprillion out of this rotation right now. He's pitching too well. Um, yeah, it, he is, 
He is nice. I like him so much. Uh, he throws not as hard as I thought. He was hitting like 91, 92 most of the day. And I was like, I thought that he was in the mid nineties, but okay, sure. Uh, I'll take it. That's, that's fine. Um, but yeah, good job from James Caprillion on that one. It was so nice to be back at the ball at the ballpark there. Um, one thing that I thought was very, very interesting though. Uh, and maybe I shouldn't put this right now and maybe I should talk about this in a minute, but, uh, the, the usage of Yusmero Petit in the eighth inning with a six-run lead, um, I've talked about it many, many times. There are three guys in the A's good bullpen. I, I mean, there's guys that are working in, like Cam Bedrosian. Maybe he's in the good bullpen. And then you also got Birch Smith, who's, you know, he's in and out of the good bullpen. So but you have three main guys, and Yusmero Petit, one of those guys, he does like to pitch every day. So when he came in, I was like, maybe he just needed the throw today. I don't know, but he did not have it. He gave up four hits, three runs uh, in two thirds of an inning. Couldn't even complete the inning that he was tasked with. Uh, Jake Diefman came in, got him out of that trouble and, uh, you know, kept the game okay. And then he got into a little bit of trouble in of his own in the bottom of the ninth. The tying run got to the plate and I was like, I... Do not have a, I do not have a video plan for if the A's lose this game because they'd been winning six to nothing for quite a while and it just seemed like it was an in hand game for so so long and then the A's bullpen uh, almost made me tear out my hair. Uh, that would not have been fun. But let's get back to the good notes here. Uh, one thing, Seth Brown was fantastic in this game. He started the scoring with a ground rule double, and uh, he also had a couple of RBI. He went two for four, I believe, in the game. Uh, great job from him. He also had a nice running, diving, uh, tumbling catch that was uh, ended an inning. That was that was really cool. Um, yeah, Seth Brown. He he played a game today in left field. So. Good job, Sethy boy. Um, I don't think that I'm going to call him that. I, I think that I'm going to, that's the last time I'll call him Sethy boy. But uh, Sethy Brown, maybe, that could work. Um, but Matt Olson, uh, star of the game for me, in a personal sense, and I'll talk about that in the second uh, segment, just because uh, the ball that I got was off of his bat. So that's why he is the the player of the game for me, even though James Caprillion was great and uh, Seth Brown was doing it both offensively and defensively. Matt Olson homered, so that was cool. And he also hit me a foul ball, so that was also very cool. Um, he is tied with five other guys at sixth in the home run race right now. He has 13 home runs on the season. You got a, a bunch regular guys. You know, they have Vlad Jr. is up at the top. Uh, Adolas Garcia, who we have not seen of the Texas Rangers, he's been getting a lot of pub lately. He's also up there with Vlad Jr. And then you got a bunch of other guys too. So um, yeah, Matt Olson hit some more dingers and I would like that. He's been so good this year. Um, him and Mark Canna are two of the best hitters on the A's. I talked about that a little bit earlier this week, but uh, Mark Canna is actually better than Jordan Alvarez by 10 percentage points, according to WRC+. And now there is only one Houston bat remaining in his way heading into Wednesday's game. And uh, that is Yuli Gurriel, who he is now 1% behind. So Yuli Gurriel, Mark Canna is coming for you, and I am very excited about that showdown. <laughs> but the last thing from just uh, this game right here was that uh, Elvis Andrews, he had three hits on Tuesday. He had two hits on Wednesday. He went two for four. He's now hitting 197. He was hitting 199 going into his last at bat. He popped up, but uh, he almost was hitting over 200 for the entire season. And uh, man, that would have that would have been a moment for me. I would have been so <laughs> excited with how hard I've been going on the Elvis Andrews bandwagon. Um, yeah, he almost 
almost got there, he popped up. So he's hitting 197 right now. But for the month of May, he's hitting 254. So, and he's only struck out nine times in like 79 at bats, I think. It's something like that. Maybe it's 71. But um, yeah, he's not striking out a whole ton either. So he's giving you some decent at bats. And um, if he can just improve just a little bit more, get to two. 260. That's what I'm asking. Give me 260 from here on out. And I will uh, be very on board with Elvis Andrews. I, I know that I was going to talk about Marcus Simeon. I'll save that probably for next week because he is on a tear right now. He's one of the best hitters in, in Major League Baseball. It's basically him and Vlad Jr. are just carrying the Blue Jays offensively. And uh, yeah, that would have been nice. Also, uh, not to discourage or, you know, uh, disparage Marcus Simeon, you know, uh, Oakland legend and, you know, big, big fan as an ace fan of Marcus. But uh, the, the ballpark in that they've been playing in Dunedin, uh, it, it's a hitter's park for sure. So I don't know how much how much they are adjusting those uh, those stats for. I think that I've just been going with like the uh, the home runs and the batting average and all that stuff. WRC Plus, I think he's a little bit lower than guys like uh, Medals and Matt Chapman. Uh, not Chapman, sorry. Uh, Ramon Laureano and Mark Canna. Not not Chapman there. Um, but yeah, he's he's been really good and I'll talk about him at some point. Uh, I, I usually try to keep it to A stuff, but every now and then you gotta be like, well, dang it. So I'll talk about him next week, but let's get into some Astros notes real quick. Uh, I, I started off my day by seeing that Lance McCullers was heading to the IL and I was like, oh, there's an opportunity for the A's that that could be good. Um, and only because he's going to miss one start. I was like, hey, maybe that one start, maybe that's going to be Maybe that's going to be good. He has some right shoulder soreness. They're expecting him to miss one start, so it's not a big issue. Uh, I didn't wish death upon him or anything, so that's good. Um, but on the other side of that, they're also going to be getting Framber Valdez back, and he's going to be starting their game on Friday. And then Jake Odorizzi also coming back into the rotation. He's going to be starting on Saturday. So uh, all of that means, if you're wondering, hey, well, who's in their rotation now? Uh, I can tell you, not Christian Javier. He's been moved to the bullpen, which is terrifying because he's good against the A's as a starter, but he was absolutely dominating against the A's in the playoffs out of the bullpen because he was throwing even harder. And he, I think he was throwing like three, four miles an hour harder than he was in the regular season. So that's, that's not good. The Astros are getting better. The A's are going to have to up their game, whether that's through a trade, which... Uh, with the way that ownership is treating the fan base right now, probably not going to happen. But I mean, hey, we can hope, can't we? Uh, maybe maybe they just don't clue in John Fisher on what they're doing anymore. They're like, hey, John, yeah, we're going to make me a jersey real quick. It, it doesn't matter who it's for. It doesn't cost you any money. Shut up, John. Uh, maybe that's what's going on. So I think that's the only hope of the A's improving uh, as I'm feeling right now, but, um, yeah, I got more, I'm going to talk about this game a little bit more, but from a personal perspective and going to the game perspective. So, uh, of course you want to hear about that. I was going to say, if you want to hear about that, of course you want to hear about that. So stay locked in with locked on is, and I'll be right back. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone, so you should team up with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you're investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio, and Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks. 
no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on the preferences that you control. And Wealthfronts is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash MLB. All you need is $500 to get started. So grow your wealth the easier way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash MLB. That is W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash MLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash MLB and get started today. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while your counterman just orders the parts on their own computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers and access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection of reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com welcome back to locked on a's podcast if you guys are enjoying the show make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts follow us on social media at locked on a's on twitter and instagram i am at by jason b on twitter and in the locker room app and if you have any questions for us please send those to locked on athletics at gmail.com so i want to be open with you guys and I, I lied to you yesterday and i apologize but i wanted to be i wanted to clear the air and uh, when I was signing off yesterday, I said that uh, I, I had to leave because I was going to go look for the sunscreen before I went to the game on Wednesday. And I did not look for that sunscreen at all. Um, I, I went straight to bed. No, I played video games. And then I went to bed. Um, so I, I just wanted to get that out there and make sure that you know, I, I want you to trust me. And so I apologize. I did not look for the sunscreen. We did not look for it before we left for the game. And I am in pain. It uh, My arms are red right now. It does not feel good. Uh, it was like the fifth inning. I'm like, should we leave? This hurts. Uh, we sat, We found sh- seats in the shade. Don't tell security. We found seats in the shade. And, uh, we, we stayed the entire time. It was a lot of fun. Uh, definitely worth staying because uh, being back at the ballpark is amazing. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, make my one piece of suggestion is uh, you, you got to wear a mask, obviously. And, you know, I've been wearing masks wherever I go, um, but get one that's comfy. Because uh, I have just been at home for the last year and I am not used to wearing masks for a long, you know, elongated periods of time, like hours at a time. And I had to wear this one five or six hours in a row. And uh, my jaw, because the mask is not big enough, uh, it it hurts now because my jaw was closed for six hours. And so that stinks. But, you know, I still got to go see a baseball game and that was great. And I just need a better mask. That's all it is. Uh, I'm not complaining about wearing a mask. I just need a better one. The end. Um, So. Yeah, make sure that you got a comfy mask and uh, wear the most comfortable mask that you have and uh, wear two of them. Why not? Wear two. (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, just being back at the ballpark and seeing the sights again was I mean, we were just there to get my wife's vaccine just a couple of months ago. But she was like, ooh, as we were approaching a march, she's like, oh, look, there it is. And I'm like, we were just here a couple of months ago getting your vaccine. I've seen this part. 
I want to see the inside. And so we did. We got to see the inside and baseball and uh, scores, and it was real, and it was fantastic. Um, I, I hope it wasn't a charade that they were putting on for me because it's a very elaborate charade if they did. Uh, <laughs> it was just so nice to be outside watching baseball again. And uh, I had gotten very used to my own space, you know, sitting on the couch or in the living room doing whatever. And just having my own space and my own thoughts. And uh, there was people sitting behind us. And I was like, ah, I kind of don't miss that. I, I miss being at the ballpark. I do not miss random conversations or, you know, when the ball's in the air and they're like, catch it. I'm like, yeah, no, that's what they're trying to do right now. I, so I, I, I didn't miss that stuff. But, um, you know, being at the ballpark is, you know, just a, a joy. And, you know, for any baseball fan or even anybody that likes going outside uh, we, on the way home from BART, uh, we ran into somebody and they're like, oh, did you come back from the game? And we're like, yeah, they're like, that's so cool. You got to be outside. I'm like, you're on a bike right now. You're literally also outside. I, but apparently people just love being outside. And so that's great. Uh 10 out of 10, go outside. <laughs> um, wear a mask, but it's fine. It's a good time. <laughs> Make sure that you're taking care of yourself and others around you. But uh, yeah, being outside, highly underrated right now. I, I have uh, been a homebody. I'm also a homebody by nature. Uh, I have a podcast, so <laughs> that should have been a dead giveaway. Homebody by nature. Um, but I do want to talk a little bit about... Um, if you follow us on Twitter, I got a foul ball and I also mentioned it earlier. So that's not really a, uh, a surprise at this point in the show, but I got a foul ball. If you follow us on Twitter, there's a picture of the ball and, uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting because, um, it was right before Matt Olson hit his home run in the third inning. Uh, I believe it was a two, two count and he fouled one off to the uh, right field side. So we were like down on the, uh, the visitor side over there and I saw it coming and I was like, Oh boy, that. That's coming like it, it's on a line for me right now. And then I, I was like, I, I'm not like standing up like I'm going to catch this thing yet until I am determined and until I have determined that this thing is going to land in my lap. And so I was just sitting there like playing chicken with this baseball because that thing was coming in hard. And I did not again, my arms on fire at that point uh, did not want to move and, you know, try and catch a baseball coming out. I haven't checked to see how fast that thing was coming. I assume it was like 150 miles an hour. I'm not positive, uh, but I need a glove to catch baseballs. I'll be honest. I need a glove. I, I'm not catching that thing with my hands. It's it's not what I do, um, especially when my arms are on fire. But um, so so I, I was like just playing chicken with this baseball and it landed like 10 rows behind us, a little bit diagonal of where we were sitting. And because uh, we were in the middle of the row, it was more towards the end of the row. And I was like, all right, well, that's cool. And so, you know, saw where it landed. And then you just hear like commotion, like, oh, and then you just see people falling down, trying to get this baseball. And I'm like, oh, it's still coming. So I just kept an eye out and then it hit me in the foot at my seat and I got the baseball. So that was really cool. And I just held it up and I was like, yeah, hey, look what I found. And uh, apparently I found this out later. We were on TV and they had the camera train on me and, and you know, for a couple of pitches until uh, Matt Olson uh, hit his dinger. And then they were like, oh, we'll just talk about that and forget about this guy over here with the baseball. He, he's a he's an idiot. Uh, but I do want to point out Glenn Kuyper did say sometimes the game comes to you. So me and Glenn Kuyper, uh, he, he knows me. We're best friends now. Glenn, thanks for the shout out on the pod, for the podcast there. Uh, great, great time. Um, and I do. Uh, I was asked a question and I was going to talk about it already. But um, was the ball sticky? 
Because that is something that I have been hearing a lot about. You know, uh, there was a major leaguer who got his first major league hit and the, the team was passing it around. They're like, this thing is so sticky right now. What, what the hell is going on right now? And uh, the team was mad about how much sticky stuff the other team was using. And uh, I, I will say there's a little bit of stick on this baseball, but it's like in, it's in one spot. And so I imagine that it's and it's also the dark area where Matt Olson hit the ball. So I assume that the the sticky is actually from Matt Olson's bats and not from the pitcher is what I'm guessing. I don't think that Duggar was using much sticky stuff because he did not last long in this game. Uh, he did not pitch well is what I'm saying. So uh, he needs more sticky stuff, if anything. And uh, also the sticky stuff, as I'm holding it right now, not really there. So it wasn't very sticky at all. So uh, Duggar, he, he's doing okay. He's not using the stick. So good for him. Um, but I do also do want to ask you guys, is this a real foul ball? Should I count this as getting a foul ball at a game? I've been like tossed balls from the bullpen before because, you know, I've sat behind the A's bullpen in Oakland and also in Seattle where uh, they were just, you know, clearing out after a win and just started throwing balls to A's fans. And I, I got one of those. That was really cool. That one's from Grant Balfour in 2012, I believe. Um yeah, so does this count as me getting a foul ball? Do I have to catch the ball for it to actually count? I mean, I've caught a ball sort of uh, during batting practice where it was a home run and we were sitting in the bleachers and I, I it deflected off my hand and I was like, ow, that hurt. And uh, so I've done that. So everything combined, I've sort of caught a foul ball. Um, I got the ball later on, but... Um, does this count? Does it hitting me in the foot as it rolled down, you know, 10 stairs, does that count as me getting a foul ball? I don't know. I'm still very much on the fence. So if you guys have an opinion, uh, then please reach out at uh, Locked on A's on Twitter and uh, let me know what you guys think, because I am, uh, I don't know. And I would like to find out, like, you see those guys on the highlights with like holding a baby or, you know, a beer and they're just like, ah, I caught it. Boom. I'm like, yeah, no, th these balls are coming way too fast. I need like an Elvis Andrews fly ball for the, for this thing to happen when he's struggling, not right now when he's crushing the ball, but you know, Elvis Andrews in April, kind of a foul ball. I need one of those like 65 miles an hour. I can handle that. I'm not taking 150 from Matt Olson. <laughs> um, but yeah, let me know what you guys think on that. But uh, anyways, coming up on the show, I'm talking about the A's and Angels series coming up this weekend. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Um, as somebody who uses these products because, you know, trying to quit smoking and all that stuff, uh, pomegranate sounds delicious, I gotta say. And cherry ice, I do love the lozenges. And uh, cherry ice sounds like a winner to me. And whether you go for the lozenges or the gum, they are convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. So it's 2021. Get ready your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum 
them or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple you don't even have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. So locked on MLB Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code locked on MLB to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum and lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code locked on MLB at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. This product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. So lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code locked on MLB. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including baseball, the NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC or MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams keep going on their runs in the playoffs. You know who's running right now? The Minnesota Wild. They are running wild right now all over the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, something, 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 Dave Cavill. So head on over to their website or use your mobile device today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. And that is why everybody says that Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe. Leave us a five-star rating or review, or both. Either one works. Um, also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On Ace on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Tomorrow, I'm going to be using that uh, that interview that I did with Jonah Bride earlier this week. That'll be the last segment in tomorrow's episode, so make sure to tune in for that. Uh, Jonah Bride crushing it in Midland right now. I talked about him extensively last week and just uh, how good he has been. He's been one of the best hitters in AA, so... Uh, Got to talk to him, had some fun, learned a little bit about what he likes to play on PlayStation and uh, and all that stuff. So there, there, there's more to it and, you know, his hitting approach and all that stuff. But, you know, what he plays on PlayStation is what the people want to hear. So I asked him, <laughs> but let's get into this A's and Angels series. Uh, the, the Angels have played two games since we last saw them on Sunday, and uh, they currently have a three game win streak after beating the Texas Rangers twice. They scored 20 runs in those two games combined, and they won both, uh, obviously, uh, 11 to 5 and 9 to 8. So uh, they're still allowing quite a few runs, but their offense is kind of masking uh, their, their deficiencies with, uh, you know, throwing the balls because they're hitting the balls even better. So that's that's something. And uh, one thing that I think that is leading to some of this uh, in all of three of these games that they have won right now, Justin Upton has been their leadoff hitter. So, uh, yeah, if you thought that was weird on Sunday, guess what? It's going to get even weirder the rest of this weekend because they haven't lost a game with him there yet. Uh, he has let off the last three. He is five for 14 in those three games. He's hit two home runs. Uh, and yeah, he's, he's looking really good right now. He's hit two home runs, three RBIs, four runs scored. Uh, he's doing it for him. And that's insane. Cause he's Justin Upton at like age 33 or however old he is. So good job for Justin Upton. I mean, more power to him, but, uh, yeah, weird, 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 weird. Um, also you gotta make sure that the, the big guys don't hurt you and make sure that the little guys don't get on in front of 
you know, the big guys. So I think that that's the key to this series is don't let like Juan Lagares and Taylor Ward and uh, you know, like Jose Iglesias, don't let them get on base in front of like Otani and Rendon and uh, Justin Upton, I guess is oh uh, Jared Walsh. Do whatever you want to with Justin Upton. It doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting series, especially if they're swinging the bats like that. I assume that the A's are going to have to score a bunch of runs uh, because... Yeah, that, that's just how these these series are going to be going because they got some bats. They have zero pitching, but they have some bats. And we saw the Angel bullpen just implode a bunch last week or last weekend, and uh, they didn't do much better on Wednesday. So heading into this one, uh, they had a reliever give up uh, five runs in one inning. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're not good. They don't got a good unit back there. So. Uh, the A's will have opportunities at all points throughout this series. They just got to capitalize and, you know, score a ton. They, they, if they score six runs a game, I think I'm happy. Uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know that uh, that's necessarily going to be happening every game for the A's, but they got some bats too. But let's get into some of these pitching matchups here. On Thursday, we got uh, Shohei Otani. First time we're seeing him in a couple of years against the A's. That'll be fun. Going up against Chris Bassett. And in his last start, which was a week ago, uh, Shohei Otani's velocity was down three to seven miles per hour. So that is going to be something that is going to be, one, talked about a whole bunch, and two, kept a, a very keen eye on because uh, he's still been hitting and he still threw four and two thirds innings and his velocity was down immediately and he was still fairly effective. I think he gave up like three hits, two runs, something like that. He didn't have the strikeout numbers that I think that we're accustomed to, but and his he gave up, maybe he uh, gave up more than four hits. Anyways, it doesn't matter. He was still fairly effective and he's been kind of going, you know, five innings anyway. So four and two thirds, five, kind of the same thing for this guy. And uh, he's gone, I think, seven innings once. So don't let him do that like you did to Jose Quintana, who uh, looked like Cy Young last weekend. But uh, also Jose Quintana also on this list. He's pitching on Saturday against Frankie Montas. But let's circle back to Friday real quick. Alex Cobb, who we did not see in that series against the Angels, is going to be facing off against Sean Mania. And uh, Cobb was on the DL or the IL, sorry, for a couple of weeks after uh, dealing with a blister issue. So he's made two starts this month and he's gone 10 innings pitched, given up three runs in May. So he's been fairly effective, I would say. That's not bad. I mean, especially for Alex Cobb or, you know, any Angels pitcher for to have a sub three ERA. Yeah, that's really good. That's he's their best pitcher, obviously, just based off of ERA in two starts, best pitcher on the team right now. So Shamanaya better be on his game. Uh, as I said, you got uh, Jose Quintana against uh, Frankie Montas on Saturday. And then on Sunday, we're wrapping up with Dylan Bundy against Cole Irvin. Bundy got blown up in his start uh, against the A's on Sunday. Uh, it didn't matter because the A's kind of screwed that one up anyway. But um, yeah, Cole Irvin, this is going to be a big game for him, I think. He's been struggling a little bit. Uh, he struggled against the the uh, Mariners on Monday, or two, Monday let's say. And uh, yeah, he's struggled against the Houston Astros. If he struggles against the Angels, then maybe he becomes the guy that they take out and, you know, send back down to start working on some things when Puck and Lozardo are able to come back into into the fold in Oakland. So that'll be something to keep an eye on, I think. I don't know that that's necessarily what they want to do because Cole Irvin has been one of the A's best pitchers, but he's got options. So 
uh, that that's kind of the game that we play with. Whenever the A's have to make a decision, and it's a front office decision at this point, it's going to be interesting to see which path they follow because uh, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, Raymond Goudouin, they could put him on waivers and maybe be able to pass him through, but otherwise, they got a bunch of guys that other teams would want if they were going to place them on waivers. So uh, it's going to be a, a weird chess match in the front office right now. So uh, something to keep in in mind for you know when the A's have to make these moves, and maybe they keep one of these uh, you know Luzardo or Puck. Down down in the minors and uh, wait for an injury to, you know, crop up and uh, bring them up then because somebody's on the IL. So uh, that might be the, the best course of action for them at this point in time, just because uh, they got so many guys that are kind of pitching okay. So <laughs> um, anyways, that is all that I got for you guys today. But if you want some more sports talk in your life, all you got to do is tune into the Locked On Today podcast where they are talking about who the best player in the NBA playoffs has been so far. Uh, I, I really hope that they talk about the Minnesota Wild forcing a game seven against Las Vegas last night because, oh boy, they won three to nothing and it was controversial and I loved it. It was fantastic. The Minnesota Wild were up one to nothing and then it looked like the Golden Knights had tied it. But uh, the, the guy, uh, one of the Golden Knights was in the blue area, uh, the, the blue zone. No, no, no. Just the, the blue area in front of the goalie. And uh, they called goalie interfering, not goalie. The, the, they said that uh, the goalie couldn't do his job. Talbot could not do his job. And so they called interference and uh, so they took the, the goal off of the board and then gave the Golden Knights a penalty. And then the Minnesota Wild scored another goal. So that was fantastic. That was a huge swing. So much fun. Let's go Wild. Let's bring this one home. If they win, I will almost, I'm like 80% certain that I will get a Minnesota Wild jersey because I am so uh, stoked on this team right now. Uh, just shoving that one in Dave Cavill's face. Um, yeah, so that's all That's all that I got for you guys. But uh, again, uh, if you want more of that sports news, you can get all of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. But that is it for me today, you guys. I got one more episode this week. So until then... Go out and celebrate good times, Oakland. Go see a baseball game, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.